Welcome to the Connect Kindness Podcast, where we connect people with organizations to inspire kindness. I'm your host, Crystal Aziz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tim Evans. In today's episode, we interview Luke Mickelson, the founder of Sleep in Heavenly Peace. Luke and his team of volunteers are dedicated to building, assembling, and delivering top-notch bunk beds to children and families in need. Their motto is, no kid sleeps on the floor in our town. Luke shares how a tiny moment changed the course of his life and set him on a mission to make sure that no kid sleeps on the floor. We discuss how a simple Christmas project with his kids has launched a successful nonprofit with a presence in 45 of the 50 states in the U.S. Luke shares some amazing stories of how their organization has been able to make such a big impact in just a short amount of time. So without further delay, this is our interview with Luke Mickelson, the founder of Sleep in Heavenly Peace. Thank you so much for joining us on the Connect Kindness podcast. Can you share with our listeners what is Sleep in Heavenly Peace and what needs do you serve? Yeah, I'd love to. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, Sleep in Heavenly Peace is a nonprofit uh, with a mission of no kid sleeps on the floor in our town. And that uh, we do that by by using the community to build bunk beds or beds, period, twin size beds for children that uh, from the ages of three to 17 that may be sleeping on the floor, sleeping with their uh, brothers and sisters, their parents on a couch, whatever, in, in very uncomfortable situations. We provide, we build and provide and deliver beds to those kids. Luke, I love uh, origin stories. So I would love to hear, how did you come <laughs> up with this idea to start a nonprofit focusing on building beds for children in need? Sure. Well, first of all, we didn't start it to, to, to start a nonprofit. It, uh, it kind of grew its own legs. Uh, but, you know, it started in 2012 and nothing more than I was a leader over a church youth group. Uh, uh, young, I was what they called a young men's president. And my, my role uh, was the spiritual and active, act, active activity growth of these young boys you know, ages, uh, you know, 12 to 17 or so. And, and part of that activity arm basically was Boy Scouts. And um, we, in our meetings with the other leaders, it came up that there was this family that was in need of quite a few things. And one of those things was beds for kids. And uh, that a couple of kids sleeping on the floor. And, you know, and I, I just thought this would be fun for me and those scouts to take on, you know, the, to, to have them feel the joy of giving back to the community. And so we kind of debated that, well, maybe we'll go buy some beds or we'll get some donated. We'll get some, you know, it was kind of a, kind of a, a neat thing. But the thought came to my head that, you know, maybe here's a good opportunity to take these young boys who typically would have an Xbox controller in their hands. Um, let's put a drill in it and let's maybe build a bed for them. I'd never built a piece of furniture before. I've, you know, I've done a few things with my hands, but, uh, uh, you know, I wanted to take an opportunity uh, to teach these kids something. And so I remember going home that night and my daughter had a bunk bed and uh, I just went down and kind of looked at it, measured it, you know, kind of figured out, Hey, this wouldn't be too hard to do. And so I got super excited about it. And so for the next couple of three, four days, I had these scouts come over to my house and we built this bunk bed for this family. Well, we, we went to deliver it. I, I, I didn't get to, I got to stay back and clean my garage. <laughs> it was pretty messy. Um, but the next day I heard the great story of 
how wonderful it, w- it was to to take these kids beds um and how it was a spiritual experience it was just a humbling experience and the kids loved it and the and even the adults of the kids that went on the delivery just couldn't say enough about how how neat it was how thankful they were to, to that these these kids have an opportunity to get back and see and to be grateful for what they had so about a week later um you know, it was Christmas time ish, you know, starting Christmas season. And I, I remember my kids, they were fairly young at the time. And they, they were complaining about the presents that they knew I wasn't going to buy them. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and here I just had this, this great experience um, the week before. And, and I don't know, the thought again came to my head, you know, what, an, what a great opportunity to take my own kids and share with them, teach them the value of of service, giving back to community, but also, you know, an opportunity for them to realize that just how good they did have it. And there's kids out there that didn't have beds or even have pillows. And so I had some leftover wood and I got up off the couch and I said, okay, you guys are coming with me. We're going to build another bed for, for someone. We didn't even know who we just went out the garage and started building this, this second uh, bunk bed. And again, just such a neat experience with me and my kids and my wife and, and building this, this bunk bed. And, but we didn't know what to do with it after we got it built. And uh, my wife suggested that, you know, maybe I should post it on Facebook, you know, one of these buy, sell, trade ads and, or groups. And, and my first thought was like, well, that's not going to work. I'm going to get every, you know, Tom, Dick and Harry that's going to want a free bed. But we posted it, and really what happened was was pretty astonishing. I mean, uh, we did get a lot of people that were interested, um, but what was what was equally shocking was how many people wanted to help. Um, I mean, I had people coming out of the woodwork going, oh, my gosh, can I provide some blankets? Can I provide some food? Some, I, it kind of turned into this, this fun little Christmas project. And, and I remember looking at my wife going, you know, maybe we could do a little bit more. And... Um, we finally found a family that I was excited. I wanted to give the bed to, to a, some kids. I didn't, you know, that, that really was kind of my, my heart. And, um, and so we went on our first delivery and I call it my Haley story. Haley was a six-year-old uh, little girl who um, had been sleeping in the backseat of her mom's car since she was born. Just, you know, they were in, they were in, um, they were homeless. And anyways, by the time we found out about them, they just got into a home. And when we walked into the house, there was nothing in the house. There was a there was a, a hot plate sitting on a, a carton and uh, with a can of soup on it, and that was it. There was no tables or couch couches or TVs or or certainly no beds. And uh, and the little Haley, the six year old girl, just excited that she had a house, um, pulls pulls us in the in her in her back room to see her bedroom, and in the corner of her room was just this pile of clothes and it was very clear that it was her it was her little nest that she slept on and and it was just really shocking and and um moving for us for me specifically uh to see this single mom and her kids uh and the conditions that they're just living in and I got really excited to bring in all the pieces of wood to to build and put or assemble anyways uh Haley's new bed and her only and first bed and so it was such a neat experience. And then you look over and you see a, this single mom of six years, just tears pouring down her face. I mean, I was raised by a single mom, so I could understand the, the value of a parent just really 
doing her best, trying her best to provide food, clothing, shelter, you know, the three basic and, and, and essential things and beds just weren't in the cards. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and to jump into a car on the way home, thinking about that and seeing what we just and feeling what we just did, you know, the thought came to me a couple of, couple of hours for three nights a week or so, whatever it was, that was well worth my time to solve a problem like that. And right then I just told myself, no kid's going to sleep on the floor in my town. You know, if I have anything to do with it. And so we ended up, I went, I went to Lowe's, I went all over to try to find good deals and Lowe's um, home improvement said, you know what? They, they heard about what I was doing. Um, they, and the, the store manager was awesome. He said, you buy anything you want. We'll, we'll, we'll split it with you. I mean, it was just a neat deal. And so we ended up um, building 22 beds all before Christmas that year. That is amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. You said something um, that really stood out. You know, you had already done, you know, quite a bit with building the beds, but then you said, how can we do more? How can I do more? Where does that come from? Where do you think that comes from? You know, um, I think when someone finds a passion, uh, I mean, I, I go back, I tell people, you know, if you, well, I guess it's over 10 years now or almost 10 years ago, if you said I'd be building beds for kids, I'd have kind of shook my head. What are you talking about? I got a career and I'm doing, I'm doing other stuff, right? I'm, I'm fishing. I'm, you know, I'm hunting. I'm doing, I got my own hobbies. Um, but I think when people land on, they take a chance. I call them my tiny moments. When people take a chance on those tiny moments, those little, those little, hair raising moments in the back of their head that motivate them to try something and to do something. I think that's our inner soul or inner voice telling us, why don't you get off the couch and, and, and see what happens. And, you know, I just was in a very good, good, bad, however you want to look at it. I was just in the perfect spot, a perfect moment in my life that I, that I decided to listen to that. And I think once you hit your passion and you find your passion, um, it, it becomes easy after that. Uh, I, you know, my wife will tell you, I didn't think of really anything else, but how can I, how can I do more? How can I build more? In fact, you know, we, 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 we had, this is just gonna be a Christmas project. This wasn't going to be any big national thing. I, I mean, I didn't even know what a 501c3 charity was, uh, you know, to me, those were just numbers and letters. Um, but it, it, it was such a passion that I didn't know, I had or could have about um, something as, as simple as building a bed for a kid, you know, and, and as that grew inside of me and, and, and I saw it grow in other people and they shared the same passion, then you realize that there wasn't anybody else doing beds for kids. And, you know, it just really was a perfect storm for me and, and very lucky to, to fall on a passion that I didn't know I had. And so, and, and, and it takes a little bit and, and, and it's sad. There's probably people that have never found that passion. Um, but it's out there. And I tell people, you know, you got to take these tiny moments because I think it's your in, in your inner person telling you, hey, you know what? I think you'd like this. <laughs> well, we appreciate you sharing that story with us. And, and you know, there was a point where I thought I was going to tear up a little bit just hearing about <laughs> the little girl. Family. But um, no, thank, thank you, Luke, like for what you're doing and what your entire organization is doing for everyone that's being um, a part of this. Um, the people that the great thing about this podcast is it's not only the people that want to help that are listening. It's also people that just need hope. Also, they just need a, yeah. 
hear that they need something um, to continue with going on with life and just getting through those harder times. So if there is a family out there that needs your services, how can they sign up for it? Easy, easy. And that was the point is to make this as easy as possible. Once we realized that child bedlessness was not, may not be a real word, but it's a real problem as a saying that we have. Once we realized that this was a big need, um, represents 3% of the population, even greater than that, uh, of children that are sleeping on the floor. Um, and there was no real, there's no real good solutions out there. We knew that we needed to, we needed to do more. And so we want to provide an easy, simple way for people to apply for a bed, um, get vetted in their own communities, uh, and, and, and allow us to find those kids that are in need. So anybody can go to shpbeds.org, which is our website, and click on apply for a bed. And that can be, maybe it's for yourself, maybe it's for your sister across the street, across the country, it doesn't matter. You can apply for yourself, you can refer someone. Um, and based on the zip code that you enter, if the chapter president, if we have a chapter close by and has accepted that as a deliverable zip code, then that chapter president will get that application and vet that application and, and see how they can help. The, the, the sad thing is, is we get, over 50,000 applications a year. Uh, that's a lot of kids. Uh, you know, we, we're, we're to the point, the organization with over 270 chapters, almost 280 chapters that, uh, you know, we're building between 30 and 40,000 beds a year and it's still not enough. Um, so, so it's a big need and it's a growing need, uh, but, but it's one we're trying to tackle. And those people that are looking for help, whether you're an agency, like I said, or yourself, you can go to shpbeds.org and click on that apply for bed and we'll do our best to, to reach you. It started off, you know, as a, just a, a small Christmas project. Now you uh, have presence in 45 of the 50 states, which it's mind blowing how you've been able to scale your nonprofit um, in, in such a, a short amount of time. Um, how have you been able to do that and have, you know, that big of an impact? Well, it's not easy. <laughs> you know, I, I think we, we actually teach what's called the passion project. And, and uh, it, it's I, I get I get asked this question quite a bit. You know, how'd you go from point A to B, point B? How'd you get so big? And and how do you handle that? And, you know, I'd like to say that we're all smart, genius business people down here that know what we're doing. The, 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 the fact of the matter is, is we learned we learned a lot. I think we fell on some pretty. Um, some pretty lucky principles that we've stuck to uh, that we didn't know how important they were. And we do now. Uh, and, and a lot of those uh, are simple business techniques. Um, but, but growing that growing to the size that we are now has everything to do with having a good team behind us. Um, I have a great executive team staff and board um, that we have people in positions, mostly, mostly in volunteer positions that love what we do and are just willing to help out. And we allow them to feel the joy of helping and serving. And, and, and then it comes down to the fact that there's just great people out there in the world right now. You know, I'm just tired of hearing all the terrible horror stories and news and all this, you know, all this crazy stuff on social media. Uh, it makes you, makes you wonder about humanity sometimes. But the fact of the matter is, is there's far, far more great people out there that just want to help. They just want to give back to the community. They just don't know how, you know, and again, it kind of goes back. They're looking for a purpose. And um, and all we've done 
I, I think the best thing that SHP's ever done is we don't tackle it ourselves. Um, you know, this isn't a one a one entity type of, of nonprofit that tries to tries to support the country out of one location. No, we provide an avenue for common common Joe people out there a way to run a nonprofit. You know, with our help run a chapter in their own area and feel the joy of giving back to the community and giving back to their own, to their own community. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, you've done so much so far. Um, what is, what's the long-term vision of the organization? <laughs> you know, I, I used to get, I used to get that question all the time. You know, what do you see yourself in three years? And man, for, well, it's probably the same answer. It's hard to, it's so hard to, to say, because if I would have told you we were going to have almost 300 chapters three years ago, um, I would have said, you're cra- how, how? I don't even understand how that'd be possible. Yeah. Well, here we are. You know, so my, my vision moving forward is, is pretty unlimited. I, I, I mean, if there's problems in the United States like child bedlessness, you know there's the same problem all over the country, or excuse me, all over the world. Sure. And, and, our, and our program is, I think, uniquely um, structured and and is successful enough that I think in other countries they could benefit from it. So, you know, as we continue to grow and, and establish the United States and take care of the people here, I mean, we're in four different countries right now, uh, Canada, Bermuda, Bahamas, and, and of course, the United States. I, I see us breaking into all sorts of countries all over the country or all over the world where, where we can reach these kids that are in the same boat if you will that that we see here in the states because our motto is is no kid not just u.s kids no kid that we can reach that we can sustainably supply and support is going to sleep on the floor um in our towns uh, if we have anything to do with it so luke you um told us your haley story which is a beautiful story you know i wanted to see do you have you know uh, another maybe success story that stands out over the over the past 10 years Oh, there's so many. There's yeah, so sure. many. You know, we we have what we call well, we have a podcast called Humans Helping Humans podcast, and and there we we interview chapter presidents, um, and we actually have a section on our website called Share Your SHP Story, uh, because there's so many of these these amazing little um, SHP isms or SHP magic we call them that happens. I'll give you an example. Um, so this is this is not too far into the first part of starting SHP, you know, 2014 or so, um, there was a family, uh, uh, the parents were no longer in the picture. These, these two kids, six and eight, I think, if I recall, were put into the foster care program. Um, they, they didn't know anybody. The only people they knew in, the, in their entire life close by them was, was each other, these two, this brother and sister. And here they, here they were about to be split up simply because the foster care family didn't have another bed for the other one. And the judge gave them 24 hours for that foster care family to either find another bed or they're going to have to split the, split the kids up. And, uh, and we always, all our chapters usually hold off two or three beds in an emergency for this exact situation. And one phone call, we had beds in that family's home 12 hours later, and those kids were able to stay together. And it's just little, little stories like, like you hear about that, you hear about, you know, hey, a chapter 
needed to get some mattresses and they were $372 short. Well, guess what their next donation was? $372. I mean, it's just, it's just crazy goosebump raisin type stories that we hear all the time. Um, and, and so, and we wanted to share those, you know, and so we, we got a podcast, we got a blog that we share those with and, and, and I tell everybody, be honest with you, I tell everybody, look, if you're sitting on your couch right now and you wish those types of stories could happen to you, I'm going to tell you, A, they can. You might have to get off the couch, but they can. Um, they can with SHP. They can with any other nonprofit passion that you have. It just takes a little bit of effort because there's people out there. Uh, there's, there's, in our case, little humans out there that need other humans, big humans, <laughs> to go and help them. And that's, and that's really what we are. We're just humans helping humans. And, and in our case, these are little humans that, uh, that certainly need our help. And we're, you know, we got great people that, that want to step up and do that. Luke, normally at this point in the podcast, we ask you to like share some life advice or, um, you know, give a little gem that you want people to hear about yourself <laughs> or just anything. But I feel like the whole podcast has been just like little bits that you're like, oh, that, that's really good. Agreed. That's really good. I could build a TED talk at this point if I really wanted to. With I, I actually, uh, I did a TED talk. <laughs> did you really? I can see that. Like, I, I can see that, that for sure. <laughs> I did my TED talk. I'm, I actually, to be honest with you, it was. If you've ever done a TED talk, it's a horrible experience. <laughs> you know, it's. I don't know what you. I love. I can talk in public. I love talking to people. I love crowds, stuff like that. But if you ask me to memorize something, we're gonna have a problem. <laughs> and memorizing a 12, 14 minute speech was not my forte. But, but you know, when you talk about your passion and that's what it was, passion and purpose was the name. I think that's the name of my, my, uh, my, my TEDx talk. And, and it, it was about encouraging people to go after those little tiny moments that you have and, and finding your passion. Because like I said, dude, I was, I'm just a common farm kid from Idaho. I mean, for crying out loud, like I, I wanted to give back to the community. I, I like anybody wanted to make a dent in life and wanted, wanted people wanted to leave this life feeling that, Hey, I made it a little bit better than, than when, uh, than when I, when I came into it. And uh, what I found was uh, we all can, we all can. It, it, it takes, it takes a little bit of effort. It takes a little bit of getting your, getting your butt off the couch. Um, and, because you just never know. You never know what those little tiny moments might turn into. For me, I just, I cringe. I, I choke up when I think of that time. If I hadn't got out of the couch, got off the couch, if I hadn't walked into that garage that second time to build that one extra bed, you know, that took a little time. If I didn't have that one little, you know, spark of passion to do it, um, I, I'd hate to think that 40,000 beds a year would not be possible. And uh, so I encourage people to do that exact same thing. Just listen to yourself, your, your body, your inner soul, whatever you want to call it is telling you and giving you little hints of what your passion could be. You might try something and it might be fun and, and that's the end of it. But if you at least didn't do something, if you at least didn't try, then you're going to be stuck on the couch um, uh, watching, watching the world go by. I love the, the tiny moments. I, I wrote that down earlier. So if I ever do a TED TEDx talk, if you hear me say tiny moments, just know <laughs> I'm inspired. Okay, 
Um, you, All right, sounds good. You mentioned uh, your podcast called uh, Humans Helping Humans, which uh, Crystal and I were talking. It's a brilliant name for a podcast. Right. I absolutely, absolutely love it. Can you share a little more about um, the podcast um, and, mm-hmm. and, and how people can, can listen to, to your podcast? Sure. I, I mean, I think it's on most podcast platforms now. Um, and the funny thing is there, we, we looked, uh, cause I actually own a company called humans helping humans now. And it's, it's basically all centered around how we support SHP and, and things of that nature. But, um, uh, uh, it was, it was actually a phrase that I was, when I was being view, uh, videoed for CNN heroes, it's just a phrase I use. We are humans helping humans and these are little humans and they need our help. And I just loved it because it really, um, epitomizes, the at least my vision of what SHP is about. Um, we we want to keep our mission as simple as possible, and that's one of the things we learned that makes SHP so successful versus other nonprofits. Is we do have one mission in mind, and we don't uh, deviate from that. Right? You know, we build beds. That's it. We don't provide books and dressers and coats and you know all that stuff. We provide one thing. It's it's beds for kids. And because of that and keeping our mission pure, um, it, it, it's it's helped us stay focused where we need to stay focused. And the Humans Helping Humans podcast is really been it just started last year. Um, we're in, we're just in the middle of season two now. And it was centered around. The idea that I'm very lucky in the position I'm in because I get to hear all the great stories. I have mission, I have chapter presidents call me or email me or send me letters about these great stories and it just kills me that i i can't share them all at once and and so the thought came to me you know hey here's a great opportunity to have a podcast where we can interview these chapter presidents and people can actually hear these stories and learn honestly they can learn that you know what this is some this is some normal guy in louisiana that just had this great experience hey maybe i can have experience like that too right because because these are just normal people, you know, they're normal people that have just found a passion. And when they actually get up and try and do something, the amazing things that happen to them and the amazing stories, you'll you'll ask any of these chapter presidents, they'll tell you about one amazing one or 10 amazing stories that happen to them. They'll tell you about the people and the friendships that they they meet and they create, you know, people that would they normally pass in the in the grocery store and not even say hi to their lifelong friends. Now, you know, they, 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 they could be from different, whether it's religion or race or, or, or politics, they don't care when it comes to SHP. We actually have a chapter president and one of their field managers, they were boss and employee and they hated each other. (laughs) And, uh, and now they build beds together every week and they just love it, you know, and it just, it goes to show you how great the human nature really is when, when you get people behind a very good common cause as uh, well, at least as pure as, as building a bed for a child. That's awesome. So anyone sitting on the couch right now, that's ready to get up and make a difference and help your organization, how can they do that? How can they get involved with you? So you can go to our website, shpbeds.org, and you can find a chapter There's a tab there called find a chapter and you can find the closest chapter to you and get a hold of that chapter president. There's ways to, to contact them, whether fi- Facebook or direct message or, or call them. 
and leave a message on their extension. We want you to get a hold of these chapter presidents and let them know, hey, I'm in the area. I would love to be involved with the chapter. Uh, you know, if, if building beds and providing beds for children is something that you think you could get behind and it's your passion, then, then absolutely give them a call. If there's not a chapter locally and you're interested in starting a chapter, we have a tab on the, on the website where, where you can start a chapter. And by clicking that tab, you, you just get to learn what a chapter president does and the details and the, and the things around that. And, and the beauty of it, this, we've made it so simple that anybody can be a chapter president. Um, it just takes some time. It takes some effort, takes some humility to be able to, you know, be patient with a bunch of farm kids from, from Idaho. <laughs> and, uh, well, it's much bigger than that now, but, but, uh, you know, to learn that you can do it. Um, it's a little challenging. We, you know, you might have to step out of your, your box a little bit, but, um, you can do it. And, and trust me, if you don't have a chapter in your community, you just think about one thing. There's kids sleeping on the floor right now, tonight, as you listen to this podcast, there's kids sleeping on the floor right now. And guess what? You could be the person that changes that. And, uh, it just takes a little bit of effort and we're here to help. Powerful. Luke, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. It's been awesome learning about sleep in heavenly peace and just, you know, getting to know you and the amazing things y'all are doing. And uh, we cannot wait to watch you go global here in the next uh, three, four, five years, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> thank you, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Connect Kindness podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at share, give, do. And please remember, the world is changed by your example, not by your opinion.